Now your first year, how much real estate did you sell? $33 million. $33 million. What, right. what year is that? That was 04. Wow. Yeah, 2004, four. your yeah. first year in real estate, you sell 30. Yeah, 0405, right over, yeah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? I did exactly what I told you. I literally went to open houses. I was like, I sat this woman's open houses. She was my mentor. She did not want to sit hers. Uh huh. So I sat all of them, and I literally was like, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to pick up two clients every single open house, and I did. So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Welcome, real estate rock stars. I am fired up for this interview today. A uh, long time coming, and I'm talking to Tammy Pardee today. Tammy is the number one real estate team in the, in Los Angeles, and number two in the state of California, and probably about top five in the United States. Six, actually. Top, but I'm, top you six. know, there's top room, six, there's who's room to go. There's yes. room to go. I love, I love that. Yeah. Yes, and. Tammy, you've done more than four billion in sales. Mm -hmm. I, I'd love to know, you know, just tell us, tell us really from the start, how did you get into real estate, and give us a little bit of the background. <laughs> well, since our daughters are actually friends, I'll yes. tell you, I call her my golden child. I was actually, um, I, I just had her, and she was a super colicky baby, and um, I had miscalculated how much it was going to cost to to live. And so all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I should go back and get my real estate license. My parents were both builders and mm. designers. So I grew up in real estate and I had my license in Oregon where I'm from, but I just decided, I was like, maybe I'll just go back and try this and sell a few houses a year. And that's how it, that's how it started. Wow. And then I sold everybody in the baby group a house, literally wow. like four out of the 10. So you're a natural born salesperson? <laughs> or is she right? is. She right. was, yes, exactly. <laughs> it, was the, it was the motivation for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, so give me an idea in terms of, uh, there's an area in Venice, California, mm -hmm. uh, in Los Angeles called Venice, which is the sort of cool, hip area. And Tammy, among other areas, owns that one uh, completely. So how many, how many deals did you do last year? We did about 300 deals last year. Okay. And in terms of total volume? Uh, $550 million. Wow. Okay. $550 million in volume. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, obviously, you're not doing this by yourself. No. I definitely have a team. Okay. Right. <laughs> For so, sure. So what does your team look like? They're amazing. <laughs> they're very cute. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> no, they're, you know, here's, I have three listing agent teams, me being one of them. Um, and then I have about 20 buyers agents, and then okay. we have a marketing department, a sign department, an operations department. Wow. So we have, it's really run like a company. It's a team and it's a company at the same time. Yes. So we are all in-house. We have two handymen on our staff. We have a cleaning person on our staff. So we're all encompassing so we can really, really focus on our client okay. quickly and efficiently. And it's all in-house instead of, you know, trying to get independent contractors to work with us. Okay. So, so you have... You, you take listings yes. 
and you have two listing sort of listing specialists. Is Other that what it is? Other listing agents too, listing and they agents. have teams around them as well. Okay. So yeah, so my my team is a four person team, and then okay. I've got the other one's a three person, and the other one's a two person, and they all specialize in different areas and different things. So we're all very, you know, we we what we try to do is. Because our relationships are based on connection, we try to fit the right people together so that they'll connect better. So, okay, what? Tell me, tell me what sort of the breakdown is between buyers and sellers. It's about fifty-fifty. Okay. Last year we had like a little bit more on the buy side, which was mm -hmm. surprising to me. Mm -hmm. Than the list side, it was the sixty-forty, mm -hmm. but normally it's literally always about fifty-fifty within a couple points. Got it, and and. I'm, I'm sure you work your sphere of influence. Yeah. And one of the things that people really want to know is, you know, other than sphere of influence, how are you getting, how are you getting listings? I mean, so I work my sphere and I always oh. have. It's really a lot of repeat, repeat. I mean, here's the thing is mm -hmm. if you do a good job for somebody mm -hmm. and you connect with them and they like and they appreciate what you've done and you get them the highest price and it's a smooth transaction, they'll tell their friends. Because mm -hmm. everybody wants to talk about that. So. It's really a lot of, I mean, 57% of our business is from past clients and referrals. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a big percentage. Yeah, that's good. The average agent, I think, is like 11%. Right. So, yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a National Association of, Realist, uh, of Realtor statistic that I always, uh, I always refer to, and that is that at the end of a transaction, uh, nationwide, they ask, you know, they ask a bunch of questions in a survey, but bottom line is, would you use the same realtor again? And 84% said yes. And then in the lifespan uh, between the time they conclude that transaction till they do another transaction, 12% actually use the same realtor. So what are you, what are you doing to, to... So that's actually really important. So one of the things that we do is um, it's all about connection and it's keeping connected. So we have an ISA that keeps connected. Okay. But through the year, we also touch our clients all the time. So we have, I mean, as the listing agent, we have all the lists and we'll go through and say, hello, we have, par we, I mean, my last name's Party. So we have a pr big Pray for Snow party. We uh -huh. invite like a thousand people to it. Wow. Actually, I think we invite everybody on our list and about a thousand people come. Okay. Um, which is good because if I, I don't, it's at my house. So wow. it's a, it's okay. kind of okay. a wild one. It's called a, it's a pray for snow. There's nothing religious about it. It's actually uh -huh. a ski party, but having that connection and having people in your home is really important. Oh, interesting. I'll do some political fundraisers like last year I did Gavin Newsom. Uh -huh. um, and I invited everyone to come to that, to meet him. So I, I'm not very political, but I like to like keep people up to date on what's happening and all of that. Mm -hmm. So the personal connection is really important. Mm -hmm. And then I really want all my agents out there with my clients as well. So just talking to them and like Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, tagging them, saying hi. We Google search everyone. Like if something mm -hmm. comes mm -hmm. up in the press, we just want to make sure that they know where the, that all roads really lead to Pardee uh -huh. real estate. One one of the things so. that you know a lot of teams struggle with is. You've got these great systems, and you're you're doing a great job, and you're training people as you go. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you're maintaining your core. What what do you do, if anything, to keep them from? Okay, well, I've trained this person, and now they're going to go on their own. They're going to try and do their own business. They're going to try and compete with me. Obviously, you have you have done something to 
create this giant thing that goes on and on. Right. I've had that issue. I mean, uh-huh. I'm just, just, I've definitely had that issue. And it's hard because I've had some of my best friends that work for me and they're like, oh, well, I can do this better. And they, you know, they take my business and go. Uh-huh. So I did create a contract that people need to sign. And it's really saying that like, the, this is how this is going to go. And I'm very clear, which I used uh-huh. to not be because I didn't really have a voice on it but I've been working on it my whole yes. life is having my voice and just saying, this is the expectation. This is what I'm going to sign. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to receive from me. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to sign. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, if you, if this isn't okay with you, then this isn't your place. Right. So I think it's important. I think people try to chase around people that aren't their people. And I think that there's a lot of like really setting the expectation from the very beginning mm-hmm. of the relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is any relationship. Sure. We never want to say it. Like, what are my requirements? So I lay out my requirements for them and I want to know their requirements for me. Yes. And then at that point, it's like, are we going to do this? Because it's in a way, it's like a little bit of a, it's a relationship and a marriage. Sure, sure, sure. And so you need to make sure that we're, everyone's clear on that. And this is, I mean, this is such a key point because so many people want to do real estate on a team. They're like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm doing it on my own. There's so much to do. I'll partner up with somebody. Right. Uh, one of the things that I always talk to our realtors about is before you get into a team relationship, even if it's, you know, hey, we're going to sell together. Put it in, number one, put it in writing. Right. And number two, what's the exit strategy? Because people always think well, you're not getting into this for it not to work. So you've got the whole like how it's going to work plan. But as we know, relationships don't always work. So what's the exit strategy right. to it, right? And that's what we do. And we put it in super clearly. Like they can go ahead and take my clients. They're, okay. That's fine. But they're going to pay me 50% for seven years. Wow. Okay. And, and, you know, to be honest with you, the brand is... The people that I have now, and I also, one of the things I did last year when I came back, I was like, are these, like, I had to reevaluate. We let a lot of people go last year because of that. Because I'm like, I just wanted a clean slate. I wanted to optimize my mm-hmm, business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was always scared to let people go. And, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? And all of a sudden, I'm like, I just want to walk in my office and feel really good about everyone yes. here. Yep. And them to feel really good about me walking in. Yep. Because if I walk in and don't feel good, it's going to set everybody in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I just, I basically decided that that's what I was going to do. And it was a little scary, to be honest. Yes. Because it did, I usually do about $650 million, And I did 550 last year. Wow, okay. Now this. That's a big step. That's a big step backwards. Yeah, yeah, and I was willing and able to do that. Because yeah. what I wanted to do is, it, is make sure that. If I don't feel good, it's all it yes. would have it would have crashed. So and now it's interesting because we've had the strongest month we've in January we've ever had right. with me back, right? right and with right. all of us happy. And I'm like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. So last mm-hmm. year was sometimes you have to step back, evaluate what's actually happening. So you get so phonetic, you get like you're oh good, we're growing, we're yes. growing, but are we growing smartly? And are these the is this my tribe or is yes. this not my tribe? Yes. And if it's not, then you gotta you gotta really. Focus on that too. So the energy around the 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 people that you work with and and the team that you have. So I mean, yeah. we all make the same mistake. I think is I'll look at somebody and go like, wow, they have so much so much energy and power in this area. But you know, they're not really a cultural fit for me. Maybe, but I look at the upside. You know, and what this person will bring, and uh, sometimes get into the wrong business relationship for that reason. Right. But you're looking at the. You know, I used to look at it that way as opportunity, but now yes. I look for connection and relationship uh-huh. because uh-huh. the thing is, I have opportunity. Right. I'm giving them the opportunity. That's the whole point. Right. <laughs> like, right. I'm like, I have more leads and more. I, I don't even know what to do with them all. 
Right. So what right. I really want is someone great that's great with my clients and isn't an opportunist mm -hmm. because they're doing the right thing for my clients. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. some of them is like what I found mm -hmm. is those people were trying to turn and burn and do all these things. And I'm yes. like, yep. oh, that's not that's not how I do business. I want to do what's right for the client, not what's right for that person. Now, you do you ever get the um, when you when you lay things out very clearly so everyone's going to say like oh yeah of course you know do we do we keep things cloudy or do we make them clear oh yeah let's make them clear okay but then when you lay them out clearly uh one of the things that i experience is oh well well it's either paul's way or the highway are you do people say like you know oh well if it's if it's not tammy's way do you do you get that here's the thing i have my my requirements like I, I and those i don't bend on but i bend on a lot of other things like i go to my team i'm like okay who has an idea about this or this or this so i actually appreciate it and they're you know most of my team's a lot younger than i am and they're bringing in tech ideas and things that i'm like mm -hmm. oh my god that's great and i mm -hmm. i really honor and i really appreciate them coming in that direction and saying oh this and this and this and so i i'm open to that but i'm very clear Mm -hmm. on what I, what I, mm -hmm. will, I will not bend on. Mm -hmm. And they're very clear what I will not bend on. And what won't you bend on? Transparency, the contract. Um, you know, I, I want, every, my biggest thing I would say is transparency. Mm -hmm. Like I need you guys, everyone to be fully like transparent on what's happening. And if you make a mistake, tell me, don't try to, do not cover it up. Just uh -huh. tell me because uh -huh. I can deal with anything, but the unknown, it's like actually something from my childhood actually scares me. Right. So it doesn't work for me. So right. I know that is a weakness of mine. If I know, if I don't know something and people are hiding something from me, it's the worst for me. Right. So just tell wow. me, I'm like, and I'm a really good strategist. I will figure out how to fix it uh -huh. or repair it. Or sometimes I'll just say that we really messed up and I'll tell, like, I'll say to my clients, I'm like, you know what? We made a big mistake and we're going to help. This is what we're going to do to fix it. And uh -huh. my clients appreciate that because it's sure. not like I'm hiding. So it's, sure. it goes throughout the company mm -hmm. is my, my requirements go throughout the company too. So, okay. So one of the things that you said was you have more leads than you know what to do with that. That is not a problem that most realtors have. How, <laughs> how do you get to that point? What are, what are your, what are your lead sources? How are you getting all these leads? You know, it's, I think it's one of the things like when I started, Every single time I went out in the world, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to meet somebody and mm -hmm. I'm going to connect with them and I'm going to talk. And I don't, I'm not like a, Oh, what are you doing with your house? But it's like connect with them on a level of like, who are you? Mm -hmm. How do you build your own mm -hmm. house? Mm -hmm. What's your foundation as a mm -hmm. person, mm -hmm. your walls? Like, how do I get in your door? Mm -hmm. You know? And once I was doing that literally, and then people knew I was selling, it was like a natural fit. And I also know, you know, I know how to build a house too, like physically build right, a house. So right, like right, I, right. I'm very educated on what I do and when I'm talking to people on homes. And then I just started getting a lot of referrals and then, um, you know, open house leads and honestly, Zillow leads have been mm -hmm, helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, just literally all like having our Abbott Kinney office, people, don't, people mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. forget if you're on a busy, really busy, beautiful mm -hmm, street, mm -hmm. like Abbott Kinney, we mm -hmm. have a lot of walk-ins, like a ton of people walk in mm -hmm, that office. Mm -hmm. We're an international marketplace there on Abbott Kinney. I mean, we get them all the time, people in. So we have so many leads. That's, you know, really managing those and making sure that people are getting touched and, and the, with the appropriate, um, you know, getting the appropriate attention is probably the most important thing to me. And the thing that we're working on that we're lacking the most because there's so many. So. Uh -huh. and, and one of the things that I hear in that that, that, uh, that our audience can definitely use is that 
real estate is still a contact business, right? So when you're when you say, uh, you know, not many people can afford a physical office space to stick on Abbott Kinney, okay? Uh, but you got there somehow, and one of the ways that you got there was that was that physical contact. Right. Was being out there and talking about real estate. Is that is that right? Are you were you? Yeah, I mean, networking? I started my business on open houses. So and mm -hmm. and people are like, oh, open houses. I'm like, they a hundred percent work in well, and where I am for sure because I would go in and I'm a very big intention and manifester. So I would uh -huh. like set my intentions uh -huh. and it'd be uh -huh. like, okay, if I'm going to sit here for three hours, I'm meeting two people. Okay. that I will buy or sell a home with. Like, that's okay. it. Like, I'm not going to sit here for another reason. Right. And it's funny, I wow. I did. And yeah, and so cool. that just started. And then I would mm -hmm. work those people, and I'd have coffee with those people, mm -hmm. and I'd look at that person's shirt that walked in, mm -hmm. and if it said Black Butte, I'd be like, oh, my God, Black Butte, I was there. Oh, my gosh. Uh -huh, and, uh -huh, like, uh -huh. what do you, you know, so... And, and that's like shooting fish in a barrel because people that are coming to open uh -huh. houses are either buying or selling, looking for a friend that's buying or selling, or uh -huh. super interested in houses and, and are kind of like the neighbor guru on houses. Right. So you should be like really, really connecting with them. Right. So there's not a person that comes through your open house that you shouldn't for one reason or another connect with. My thing is, even on a human level, we all need to be connecting more. Uh -huh. So I connect with homeless people when I'm walking down uh -huh. the street because uh -huh. not saying hi to someone where I'm from is not an option. Like uh -huh. you say hi uh -huh. to people uh -huh. and you're kind to people and you talk to everyone and, you know, because that's like really human nature. What, okay, what an interesting, uh, I mean, it, it, some of it seems very basic and yet, you know, do we actually go to the open house you know, with that intention and when, and manifesting it, you know, I, I, you know, we talked a lot before about energy and, and, and that sort of thing. And I, I don't think it has to be as it can be, but it doesn't have to be as mystical, right. As it might sound. If you go to an open house, you're like, well, my intention is X, Y, and Z. You're just going to naturally behave in a way that's consistent with that. Right. You're setting the intention. So like, I'll even write myself a, I, I, I'm big on writing myself letters to myself. Uh -huh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is good. And I'll do it from like, I call it my hundred year old goddess. And I'm like, okay, well, how did I live mm -hmm. my life? Or how did I live this year of my life? And I'll literally write myself a letter of exactly what happened in that year. And then wow. it will come true because I'm setting the intention for it. Mm -hmm. Like I'll sell so much, such, and then I'll go on this trip to so and such and I'll meet, mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. to the point where like, I can meet people and do all these things and then I go back and I look at them like, oh my God, it came true. It's, it's, you really, what you ask for and you put out there in writing, I think it's important mm -hmm, to write mm -hmm, it down and mm -hmm. like, and write it to yourself, like, and write it like kindly to yourself. Be kind yes. to your own self. Yes. You know? That's a huge one for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. This is a quote from Mr. Bill Reek who took my certified listing agent program he says looking to take your listing presentation to the next level listen i've closed a hundred percent of the appointments since i took pat hyben's certified listing agent five appointments five new clients in 60 days do the math it's worth every single dollar now you can get the certified listing agent course you can get the certified buyer agent course which tells you how to close every single buyer that calls in if you want them you get the certified team agent course, which teaches you how to build a dynamite team like Jeff Cohn, who teaches the course. It's like a 10-hour course from Omaha, Nebraska, Berkshire Hathaway's top agent, and seven other courses. 
total of 11 courses, all five-star rated, only 97 bucks a month. If you paid for them individually on the website, they would cost over $10,000. And we are running a special now at futureofrealestatetraining.com where you can get them for $97 a month. That's all you can eat, $97 a month, all these courses. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com, futureofrealestatetraining.com. Check it out. Rockstar Nation, this is a great time to leverage yourself and hire a virtual assistant. I'm talking about my Outdesk. If you haven't heard of my Outdesk, basically they are a virtual assistant company, a VA company that specializes in virtual assistants for real estate agents. Yeah, I'm talking about transaction coordinators, marketing assistants. I'm talking about ISAs, inside sales agents at Prospect, thousands and thousands of seller leads and buyer lead follow-ups. I mean, these guys are trained in this stuff specifically. You're not using a company that doesn't know or understand real estate sales. Four out of five of the top teams in the U.S. use my Outdesk for their virtual assistants. And because I know the owner, Daniel Ramsey, I've known him for over a decade, and I know how awesome and incredible this company is and how it saves agents thousands and thousands of dollars every single week and makes them thousands and thousands of more every single week. We're gonna give you a $400 coupon off of your first month of a virtual assistant and give you access and give you a free book entitled Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. So you can like read it and look into it before you decide anything. It's called Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And you can get it real easy. All you got to do is text the word HIBAN, H-I-B-A-N, to 31996. That's H-I-B-A-N to 31996. And download your free book, Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And don't forget to mention also that you get a $400 discount, which will give you a coupon for that when you download the book. Thank you, guys. And I hope you enjoy and make a ton of money using my Outdesk. Are you doing? Are you doing affirmations? Are you doing? How do, how are you affecting this? No, I just I just I mean I I look at them. I do a vision board. I, I do do that mm -hmm. every year, mm -hmm. and I set my intention on that. And I I write them out on this like I'll just write things that I want, and then I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh, that's what I want today. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Like I have all these little sayings. Yes. Can, yeah. So I and that come. To we me. want to hear some of the sayings okay. for sure. Do you want me to tell you now? Sure. Tell me okay. some of the sayings. Absolutely. Well, my mom, I grew up with them. So I grew okay. up with like, you know, watch out for the chocolate covered spider and all these things. But wow. Okay. But my mom, that was my where mom. Where did you grow up? Oregon. Okay. I grew up from Portland, Oregon. Okay. And, um, but I have things that come to me at night. Like I'll literally go to sleep and I'm like, oh. And then, so I have this term called gal. So it's, I, I say it to everyone. I'm like, you have to gal, and this is throughout my company, you have to gal everyone. Uh huh. So everyone you meet, you with gratitude, acceptance, acknowledgement, and love in every conversation. So if you're with a client or a friend or a lover or your kids, 
If you just, if they call and they're mad at you or whatever, you know, client's upset. Yes. They, you know, gratitude. Thank you for calling me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I can I, see so you're upset. You know, what can I do for you? Right, that's like, acknowledgement. Like, let's talk yeah. about acknowledgement yeah. mm -hmm. and then love them. Like, I, you know, I really appreciate your business mm -hmm. and I don't want you to be upset. Mm -hmm. So let me work on this for you. Let me get you an option by 5 p.m. today or some things by 5 p.m. today. So mm -hmm. I do it, like, I actually have give myself a challenge doing it. Mm -hmm. I like to do it at hotels. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. So, because the the person in, that you go check in with, they're always like miserable, or there's a long line. And I yeah. went to yeah. I went to Vegas um, the other. Day. It was so funny, and I got the cheapest room at Caesars. It was seventy nine dollars. Uh -huh. Wow. Okay. But there was like this two hour line, and I'm, to get in, and I'm like, I was gonna have a glass of champagne before I went in that line, so I did, and I. But I went up to the 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 um, front desk, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, thank you so much for doing this for me. I'm you know I'm I'm really in the cheap seats here. But wow, you really worked hard today. And like, I saw you, how are you doing? And I like, he started laughing and we were talking and he's like, and I said, I'm only here for one night. I said, you know, I just got the cheap room. I said, but I used to come and stay at really the nice rooms when I was here. It was so fabulous. He was like, I'm going to put you in a night. And he put me in a 2000 square foot wow. suite. Wow. And I was okay. like, oh my God. <laughs> so I ended up in this like gorgeous suite by just being, mm -hmm. acknowledging mm -hmm. him and mm -hmm. being grateful and mm -hmm. kind mm -hmm. and loving. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. And a lot of times you don't get that, right? But you're still, but you're still. That's a lot a practice, of times, right? It's shocking mm -hmm. if you saw what actually happened in my life. It happens all the time. It happens all. Like the time. I, the other day, I just got like upgraded to first class. The same thing. I was just uh -huh. like, oh my gosh, are my kids and like, uh -huh. and they're like, okay, like it's because people aren't connecting in kind. Like, right. If you right. just stop and breathe. Yes. And give them a moment then they'll take that moment and they get grounded and settled and that makes them feel better. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. Very cool. Good. So gal. Gal. Yeah. And then I have another thing in my company and we call it the conductor and the caboose. Uh-huh. So I'm always in a closing the loop. So okay. people don't like, clients don't like anything open-ended because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it makes them like, then their brain goes crazy and then they will yell and scream. So I always call it closing the loop with the conductor and the caboose. So you mm -hmm. are the conductor. You are going to take them on the ride, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're going to close the loop every time and mm -hmm. you're always going to be the caboose. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. any text I get at the end, I'm like thumbs up or love. I mean, even if the conversation is closed, yes. I want to be the last person yes. okay. talking All right. <laughs> and That's, not talking, just saying, you bet, yeah, you got it. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And that's that, a good, I mean, we all have our own strengths and weaknesses. I mean, that's a, that's yeah. a great takeaway for me because, you know, I have so many unanswered text messages and what happens is it's not an intention at all to ignore somebody or whatever, but I look at it and, and, you know, if you sent me a message, you know, it was like, Hey, I'll be there at, you know, Oh, running a couple minutes late. I'll see you at 1106 I in did. my brain. Did you get it? No, I, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, my assistant told me that's how I knew that. So that's a real life example. Well, but, but you know, in my brain, I just go like, oh, okay, Tammy, no problem. I need the extra six minutes. It's all good. Thumbs up. But I didn't do the thumbs up, right? right. And so just going in and doing that. And there's right. a there's a funny uh, there's a funny uh, saying. Mark Twain said there are, there are there are th that I, Mark Twain said I have had thousands of conversations and some of them have been with other people. <laughs> Right. And so I, I think we all do that to an extent, but closing that loop is yeah. that conversational, uh, closing that conversational gap. And then the people feel 
like they're taken care of. Right. And I do that because I need that actually with my, with my mm -hmm. team. I'm like, you have to close the loop. So uh. we're, whatever, it's so funny because whatever I, I feel like I need, I also want my clients to have too right. and everybody to have. Right. Because then I was like, if I feel this way and the loop isn't closed and how do they feel? Right. So I want to make sure that like I, whatever I'm doing for myself, I'm also like, that's why the transparency thing and all of those. Uh -huh, so that's really uh -huh. important. Got it. Got yeah. it. Tribeofmillionaires.com. Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book, and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate. Was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself. And he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires. And I guarantee you, it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. Rockstar Nation, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to stay to the end where our guests will be offering a free gift. As you know, all of our guests offer a free gift, and all of these gifts can be found on the Agent Success Toolbox. You could find that by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply texting the word toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 i am going to put today's free gift in today's show notes but if you want all of them including gifts from most of our guests that have come on the show just go to the agent success toolbox If you had advice to give to a brand new agent that's going into an area and they, they don't have any business, mm -hmm. uh, they've got lots of great qualities, they have great intentions, they're going to do great things, but they've just started in the business. What's your advice to them? Um, if they're going to work on it, if they want to work on a team, they should go work on a team. Mm -hmm. But as just advice to a new agent, I would have to say no every single thing and then know the stats of every th single thing in your area like home all the stats okay. also importantly is know the community okay. know where to get the best french fries know okay. where uh, is there a vegan restaurant is there a great yep. yoga spot know all of that uh-huh i'm taking the notes on this yep biggest thing right? no no yeah are you good. Gonna, gonna be a new agent in, in an area yeah, that's right I'm gonna, <laughs> there's some tough areas but yeah go ahead also like one of the things i um is really getting out of your own way. Uh-huh. Okay. I think that there's a lot of agents that like are like, oh, I'm this and I'm that and I'm so great. And it's like, you're not even listening. They don't even listen to their clients. They literally like bulldoze a situation. You're like, that's not what your clients wanted. Right. So don't get in your own way is right. one of the biggest mistakes I see agents, all agents, not just mm -hmm. new. I'm like, and I'll say, sometimes I'll say it. I'm like, Let's just both get out of our own way. Like mm -hmm. the clients want this property. Let's mm -hmm, make that mm -hmm. happen for them. Right. It's not about you and I. Right. It's about right, that. right, right. Yeah. Um, 
and and I think also maybe what you're touching on there is you know what we refer to in the business as a needs analysis, and that is really instead of going in and saying, "Hey, I'm Tammy, and here are all the great things I can do," asking them what they need. Right. Is that what? Is, what is your? Well, I don't ask them what they need. I'm more of a curious person. Uh huh. So I like to be curious with people because mm-hmm. I'm curious on like how you live your life. Because for me, it's not like what you need as a home. It's like who mm-hmm. are you? Okay. Who are you? Like who are you? What mm-hmm. makes you? What makes you tick? Okay. You know, so I, I You're can, connecting at a personal level. Yeah, because I need... I don't like the word need. Okay. Because if I needed you... Right. Or I was curious about you... There's a big difference in energy. Right. For sure. Right. So, one's heavy and one's not. Yeah, and needing is, is um, to me, actually, mm-hmm. is very... I wouldn't want to work with someone that needed me. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to be with a person that needed me. Mm-hmm. I want to be with someone that's curious and that's my partner and that's, like, having fun and we're, like, we're doing this together. Right. You know, so that, that's very different from right. me. And for my team, so I'm just curious about what, like, what, what makes you tick, like, what, you know. Okay, so you, one thing for sure is you're crushing, you're crushing a listing appointment. Yeah. And I wouldn't you, say crushing. I'm connecting. Okay. But thank I love you. it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> keep, keep, uh, keep. <laughs> I'm gonna keep keep, uh, cor- <laughs> keep course adjusting me. I like it because we're we're, we're learning, right? What I bring to the table and sticking on Tammy, right? Tammy is not accepting. I like it. She's like, no, I'm not. I'm not taking that. Here's here's what I'm doing. Okay, so you know, you are definitely doing listing presentations for great listings, mm-hmm. and there are great realtors that yeah. are also yes. doing listing yes. presentations uh, yes. in the area, and you're going to get that listing. Yes, I am. And how do you get the listing? I just connect. I just, you know, it, I, it, every listing is different. I don't go in and mm-hmm. script myself out. I mean, I have a listing kit and I have all of that. Sometimes I don't even go through it. I'm like, what's going on? Like sometimes they're going mm-hmm. through a divorce or somebody just passed away or they want to go into a bigger house. And so I want to talk mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. about who they are, mm-hmm. you know, be curious about them. I always have a plan. I mean, I do know my, I do know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about when I'm doing it. And you have to know that. And I'm very confident in who I am and what I can do for people. Mm-hmm. And I think that shows, and, and also in a kind way. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. pushy. I'm not like, sign this, sign this. I'm not, I'm not one of those people. Mm-hmm. I'll never be that person because that's actually not who I, I am. It's amazing to hear yeah. given how much real estate you sell. I mean, really, and a testament to you for sure. What do you do with, uh, what do you do with a client that says, you know, there's a great realtor in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sells a lot of houses, and he's going to take the listing at you know, a discounted rate. Mm-hmm. What do you do in those scenarios? With the, the discount broker? Yeah. Uh, I, say that just, they, I, I mean, if they can't negotiate their own commission, how are they ever going to get you the highest price? Uh-huh. I'm here to get you the highest price. Because usually people, it's an emotional attachment to their home. Right. But they're doing it for financial reasons. Right. So there's, you know, it's like you've got to like mirror those. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if somebody, you know, and listen, I'm also, the one thing about me too is, if they want to go with a discount broker and do that, they can go that route. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Like I'm not, I'm not one that's like, oh my god, if I don't work with you, I'm never going to work again. I know yes. I'm going to work again. I yes. know my value. I yes, know my yes, worth, yes. and I'm worthy of yes. a full price. I'm, I am. So let me ask you again. One of the things that uh, one of the things I definitely want to go through with you is you went from not selling real estate, obviously, right. to you know having this having this amazing team. Yeah, and. The question, 
you know, really is, I really want to get a little bit more on how you went from, you know, from zero to 650 million right. uh, in one year, which you did uh, a couple years ago, right? Right. Now, your first year, how much real estate did you sell? $33 million. $33 million. What, right. what year is that? That was 04. Wow. Yeah, 2004, yeah. your yeah. first year in real estate, you sell 33 yeah, 04, million. 05, right over, yeah. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? I did exactly what I told you. I literally went to open houses. I was like, I sat this woman's open houses. She was my mentor. She did not want to sit hers. Uh -huh. So I sat all of them and mm -hmm. I literally was like, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to pick up two clients every single open house. And I did. Wow. Yeah. And, and I think you mentioned, so your, your, uh, your, your GCI or you didn't have many expenses. So your GCI, your take home very similar was how much in your first year? It was about six seventy five, seven hundred. I, I it was just me. Wow. And I worked at Remax. So. Wow. So it was very low expense yep. model mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and did, you know, 700,000. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Again. New in the business, so your 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 number one piece of advice is is get open houses. Yeah, just get open houses and also connect with people. I mean, my biggest client my first year, I met her in line at the airport, like in the wow. security line. I connected with her on our kids' shoes. Uh huh. She said she lived in Brentwood. I was like, oh my god, I saw I was in Brentwood. I saw this beautiful house up there, and she's like, I'm looking to buy, and I huh. was that was it. Okay, now you somebody in Brentwood that. Um, now you're smart and you know, you, you know what you're doing. I, I get that. Um, and you know, being smart and hardworking and a connector is going to going to come out no matter what, yeah. but you're still, you're in your first year of real estate. Right. So someone in Brentwood has money right. and there are a lot of people that sell real estate in Brentwood. Right. So how do you, how do you convince a client to, you know, do a $2 million purchase out of the gate with you. You have three months experience or nine months or whatever it was. Well, I didn't go in saying I'm a brand new agent. I have okay. no experience. That okay. was for sure. Okay. Because the truth is I had been flipping houses. My parents were in the business for years uh -huh. and I was really, I knew my stuff around real estate. I had been uh -huh. in the business of homes for a really long time. Okay. So I never said, oh my God, I'm green. And I think that that's the thing is like yes. you throwing out there, like, I'm great, I don't know what I'm doing, is going to yes. make you, them think you know, you don't know what you're doing. And you can't, and you can't deliver for them what they want. Right. right. And really what they want is, you know, a great house at a great price or whatever. And whether you're new or not, you could deliver that to that client. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be steadfast. You have to be calm, steadfast, and strategic and know what you're doing. Uh-huh. You know? And, and people can feel it. If you're nervous and you're throwing out that, that you don't know what you're doing, who would want, I wouldn't want to work with someone that doesn't right. know what they're doing. It's like right. going into a doctor right. where they're like scared. It's like, oh God. Right, 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 right. Or the, or the, you know, the yeah. flight attendant, right? So when the flight attendant's freaked out, we're, we're really <laughs> Yeah, scared. we're really scared at right. that point. Right. That's right, right, when right. you want to get off the plane, you just can't. <laughs> right, right. And, and there was definitely a point in time during, uh, during our conversation today where mm. I had this feeling like, you know what? I would absolutely have Tammy list my house. There's no question. I just felt that sort of uh, connection for sure, but also uh, a, pro a professionalism and, and steadfast Thank for you. sure. Yeah. Uh, know your community was one, but also know, know, the, know the houses in the area, right? Oh, all right. the statistics you said. 
Right. So break that out for yeah. me. So I like to know my numbers. So like when I go into to somebody and if it's a listing site, I know exactly like, you know, there's 89 properties on the market. There's five in escrow. Mm-hmm. There's two houses that have sold over $4 million in the last six months. I've sold two of those. Wow. And then I just like start like telling them and I remember it. I don't go in and read, read uh-huh, something uh-huh, on it. And I'm uh-huh. like, like, let's talk about it. Cause it's, that's to me the conversation. Uh-huh. Okay. I also, in today's day, I do a lot of research on the person. Okay. Because That's I want, I want to know what I'm walking into, right. and like, and you can usually look at you know Instagram and Facebook and Google and yes. really find out a lot yep. about the person. Yep. So do your research. I think mm-hmm. research is important. And I think really, really ten minutes of research, right? right? Ten minutes of research, you're going to go into that appointment with that person, and and know more about them than almost you know anybody yeah. else. You don't right? want to like be like. In 2004, I saw you took a Cabo trip. I mean, that's yeah. just kind of weird. Right, so right, you right, don't right, need right, it right, that much, right. but just like get the vibe of them, get right. their energy and like know, just kind of know. And usually like I find I know somebody they know. Yes. Like you know this is a pretty like six degrees. I feel like mm-hmm. with me, it's more like two. Uh-huh. So usually like that's a connection, which mm-hmm. is so great, mm-hmm. which is great. So I love it. Okay. Like you and I knew each other through three different connections. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, for yeah. sure. So, like, just, I mean. And I was surprised the, that we hadn't connected yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, to the point where, uh, when you said nice to meet you, I was like, <laughs> well, are we you know sure? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, I, I think, again, really, really great advice in terms, of, in terms of the statistics, right, about a particular mm-hmm. area. So, picking a farm, do you have advice for people about picking a, a particular farm? What should they I think pick something you know and pick something you believe in. Uh-huh. Don't pick an area that you don't like. That's uh-huh. like people can tell that when you walk in. So if right. you believe in an area, and I, I really think that you should live or be close to the area that you yes. are picking. I think a lot of people come to Venice, like they're like living in the valley, like, oh, I'm a Venice agent. I'm like, you are. You have to be ingrained in the culture and know exactly what's happening. It's like street by street where mm-hmm. I'm at. So mm-hmm. I've always lived there and I will mm-hmm. always live there. So I'm like, I'm a West side person really. And I'm okay with it. People are like, oh, don't you want the big one in Hollywood Hills? I'm like, I don't want to drive the Hollywood Hills. No, mm-hmm. not for what I do. So. Are you taking maybe even earlier in your career? What would you do if, if you had a client that was it was, a, it was a big number or it was an important amount of potential commission, but they wanted a house way out of your area? Is that something you would... So what I would do with them is I would say, listen, I'm going to get the best person there. If they wanted me to work with them and with that person, in the, I would mm-hmm. we would just co- like basically take that person together okay. and work with that person together. Because okay. a lot of the things that my clients really appreciate me is they trust me. Mm-hmm. And that's a trust is something you have to earn. You can't just get right. it in a minute. Right, so right, right. if I don't know an area, I do have a network of agents that I work with that I trust. And mm-hmm. but then I will help guide them through my client through mm-hmm. the process as well. So I'll work hand in hand with another agent too. Got it. So um, get open houses. Whether you know when you're a new agent, you don't have listings, so yes. you can work somebody else's open house. Yes. How do you make that happen? I mean, I just worked with my mentors. I think mm-hmm. that now it's more leaning towards teams because like I don't give my open houses to just right, any agent. Of course. I have enough buyers agents that work right. my open houses. Right, right. So that's how I do it. But you know, it, I think it's different everywhere. And you you started as an individual agent. Yeah. Um, do you recommend people getting into the business? Should they start as an individual agent? Do you think there's an advantage to being on a team? 
I think that the world is going towards teams. Yes. And when I was an individual agent, I quickly created a team around me. Mm-hmm. Every year I picked up a few people mm-hmm. because I, I don't, no one's good at everything. Mm-hmm. Like as an agent, you have to play to your strengths. Right. I don't, I am, if you told me to get on the computer and type 15 emails a day, I'd be like, I, I wouldn't, right. that's a big waste of time for me and I'm horrible at it. Right, right, right. So play to your strengths and know them and then create a team that everyone is playing to their strengths. Yes. And so they're all excited to be there and they're playing to, everyone's doing yes. their best job. Yes. That's really important. I had a great conversation with somebody who said the, the upside, the upside of your upside will always be far greater than the upside of your downside. So, yes. right? I mean, it sounds right. obvious, but, you know, trying to fix, you know, right. what I can't do yeah. is, a, is a lot of wasted energy as compared to really diving into what, to what right. I would be good at. Right. So, uh, from our conversation, I can guess the answer, but what, what do you think are your superpowers? I think connection and just mm-hmm. people. I love people. I really do. And getting them into uh, a, a deal or a transaction that they love or a house that they love. Yeah, I mean, I think that's based on connection and transparency. They just want to, people want help. They're coming to me for help. Okay. And I'm going to help them. But I'm going to do it in a way that's not pushy or like, you have to do this. And I'm also going to be really open and honest with them. Technology is a helper or a disruptor. Nowadays, people are really searching for homes a lot before they even go to a realtor. Do you think the technology is going to replace the realtor? Um, and what and what's going on in the market right now? Right. I think that technology, I think that, which I think is great. I think that technology helps people find the home. Yes. Period. I, I, I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's what you do after you found it. Because this uh-huh, is uh-huh. a huge investment, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I don't think that can ever get replaced because mm-hmm. the emotional aspect of computer technology can't a- answer. Correct. So I do think that you know power teams and people doing it correctly are mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. And I think that the the technology helps with transparency, which I love. Like I I lead with all the Zillow, Trulia, Redfin right. numbers. I'm like, right. this is what the consumer is looking. Right, let's right, like right. let's put this out there. So, and I've done that. I started doing that with Zillow 10 years ago when they started with the Zillow estimates. Everybody uh-huh. was so scared of it. I was like, this is fantastic. Like, right. So you're let's embracing talk about it. it. Yeah, you're embracing yeah. it. Uh, when I look at it, I see the two ends of the spectrum, like the travel agent, right, which mm-hmm. was really supplanted entire, almost entirely by mm-hmm. technology. And then you look at like a cancer surgeon, right? Right. And, and so in the same way that people will always come with, to a realtor with, you know, all of the papers of the houses, right? You know, I, I would go to my doctor with the WebMD, you know, stuff. And be like, okay, put that down, right? <laughs> we don't, you know, and there's some, I know that a realtor is not a surgeon, but I also know that, that a home purchase is the largest, right. you know, it's the largest transaction most people do in their entire life. Mm-hmm. And unless you're in a track home area, which some people are, right? One house is really different from the other, from the other, from the other. So there's a lot that a realtor can bring in knowing the inventory and the the community was another thing. And it's interesting because I don't know if you've seen this little surgeon's back of the travel agent. Oh, yes, for sure. So actually, there's two travel agents going on at Abbott Kinney right now. And high-end trips, guess what they want to use? A trap because they Absolutely. don't want to mess it up. And I think that's the same. I, I actually, Absolutely. first, I not only think, I truly believe mm-hmm. that's the same with an agent. Mm-hmm. They don't want to make a $2 million, $3 million, you know, dollar purchase of their home 
and then have it be infested with mold, but they never got the right inspector. Right. Or like literally the foundation is gone and they right. didn't know, or right. the paperwork is and some things weren't disclosed, you know. So I think that, I think there's always going to be a definite need. Always, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, I bought a, I bought a second house in Palm Springs and, you know, the next thing I know, like the wind is like, I mean, the wind was insane. They're like, oh yeah, you're on the windy side of town. I'm like, I am, you know, right? <laughs> you know, what does that mean? You know, right? Uh, I knew I was near the airport, so I'm like, okay, how's the flight path? You know, but then like, right. the oh, I'm in the windy side right. of town. I'm like, oh, I, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. And so a, a great realtor would be like, okay. You're on the windy you're side. You're on the windy <laughs> side. And then you decide, well, okay, that's, right. you know, that's, I'm, I'm okay with that or not. You don't want that surprise after you bought the house, which I had, and I obviously have a lot of great real estate resources. Right. Exactly. That's, yeah. exa that's a great example. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we talked a little bit about technology. What, what, what technology are you using right now? We use Slack, Follow-Up Boss, Daylight, which is our um, CRM. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, obviously, all just the, just the regular ones. But we don't... I, I would like to get a more comprehensive mm -hmm. technology Solution. strategy. And there's really not, from what we've seen, that's completely from, you know, A to Z. Okay. So. And what... What what pain point is the is the technology solving? So, for example, Slack is a great yeah. uh, communication tool. Inner office, that, yeah. You know, it's inner office, right? And so inner clients. Some of our clients are in it too. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And then you would create a Slack channel for your for your client, and and they and you communicate with them on right, that. right. Okay. And daylight works really well, um, which is like a Salesforce kind of a thing as well. Okay. Um, but it's just not, it's not as integrated as I'd like it to be. Uh -huh. And so there is a little bit of a pain point still for us on okay. technology. Um, and just really lead the lead management. I mean, okay. that's our big, that's okay. our biggest. But. Okay, that's cool. What, what lead management would be better? So what, what's missing in the lead management oh, uh, side of it? I think that... What I'd like to see in lead management, like all of it really, is something mm -hmm. that just more takes a client from like the first touch right. to the very end. Uh -huh. And we don't really have that without a lot of manual, mm -hmm. I mean, putting everything in. So I think, but I, and I also think that it's a lot of one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. with the client. So I think it's, it just doesn't flow as well. Uh-huh. So, okay. Yeah. And, and, uh. And you also mentioned follow-up boss. Yeah, we're just starting with follow-up boss. Uh -huh. So for, as far as lead management, mm -hmm. and we, we use it on our buy side right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm the test survey for the test beta tester for the listing side. Okay. So I'll let you know when right. we just okay. started it. We'll more about that. <laughs> okay. So technology really is uh, helping you. Uh, it's helping you along to the extent that it is. Right. Uh, could be better, but it's not really... It's not really make or break your business for sure. No, no. not right now. Okay. I think that there's a lot. I think it could grow a lot. I think there's a lot of growth in the tech tech side of things in real estate. Lots of growth opportunity, but yeah. still not replacing the agent. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to uh, a little bit of a fire round type of question because. <laughs> You know, and, I, and I, I pulled these questions for a reason because you, you're so, you know, you've got this sort of like spiritual connection type of thing. And, and so just have at okay. it. And, and we'll see. We'll see what, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. So what is, what's your idea of perfect happiness? Being imperfectly perfect. 
being imperfectly perfect. I think that the, there's no perfect happiness. I think that the the things that go wrong are kind of the fun times. It's like you, the ups and the downs are really important to me. I love it. What's your greatest fear? Heights. Wow. I hate heights. Oh. Uh, what is the trait you most deplore in yourself? I don't like that I probably sometimes I can fear. I fear the unknown, and I, mm -hmm. I really fear the unknown. Mm -hmm. What's the trait you most deplore in others? Jealousy. Which living person do you most admire? My dad. Nice. What's your greatest extravagance? <laughs> oh, God. I don't really know what it is. I mean, I, this sounds really silly, but I have an Alaska MVP. Uh -huh. So I get to get upgraded to first class. And it's not something I bought, but I got it. And uh -huh. I love getting upgraded. Uh -huh. I love sitting first class. But I would never pay for it. So I actually like when they upgrade me. I like it. <laughs> What's your current state of mind? Calm. Excited at the same time. Wow. What do you consider the most overrated virtue? I think that when people... I think it's like perfection, like people striving for perfection. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's real. On what occasion do you lie? Well, sometimes I say that I'm on my way to something and I'm not really on my way yet. <laughs> I'm like still in the house and I say I'm in the car. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I do the... I, Maybe I should say I'm on my way walking to the car. Yeah, some version of on your way. <laughs> I used to do that too because I run late and I'll be like, oh, I'll be there in 14 minutes when Waze says. I just know, did that on the way here. Yeah. I was like, I'll be there in 10, but it really was 15. Yeah. I do that a lot. So, uh, and I'm yeah. trying to practice saying like exactly what it says on yeah. Waze, but that's a practice. It's tough. It's tough. Um, what's, a quality, what's a quality you most like in other people? Like, like kindness and honesty. Transparency, actually. Mm -hmm. Transparency. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I don't know why. I keep cool and awesome. I'm like, uh, I'm not out of the 80s, for God's sake, stop. So oh, I was thinking, oh, well, see, there you go. I was thinking, well, maybe that's because we're West Side LA, but you're right. It's probably 80s. It's 80s. Okay. <laughs> when were you born? We're probably yeah, born exactly, this right? <laughs> um, when and where were you happiest? I'm really happy now. Like, in my in my own self. Nice. I wouldn't even say it's a place, it's just me. Nice. Which talent would you most like to have? Singing. I'd love to be a great singer. Can you sing at all? Not at all. I can't sing at all I, and I would love to be able to sing. When I, I went to Japan and I sang by myself in a uh, karaoke booth just to uh -huh. do it. Oh, <laughs> just wow. to be a rock star by myself. Wow, okay, I'll have to try that. <laughs> if you change one thing about yourself, what would it be? God, I'd I would really love to sing. I'd like to be a rock star. I always wanted to be like a rock star. That's cool. <laughs> You're a rock star realtor, for sure. Oh, my God, that's right. right? Yes. No, true. Yeah, maybe this but is my is dream coming true. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> what do you consider your greatest achievement? Uh, my kids. My kids. If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, what would it be? Honestly, I'd come back as myself. I really am happy with myself. Wow. I am. I love it. What's your most treasured possession? Honestly, it's 
I hate to say it, it's like it's like my family and myself. It's uh -huh. there's no I don't not a big material possession person. Uh -huh. So really nice. Yeah. You've achieved a lot of success, which along with the success comes money, and you seem like you're not money driven. Um, what drives you? I really love connection, and I the thing I do love about money is it gets me freedom, mm -hmm. and which gives me like freedom to do things I want to do. Right. And it's more about experiences mm -hmm. than anything else. Cause, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah my 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 feeling in the world is is that time is your most valuable asset mm -hmm. and it's not money mm -hmm. but money can allow you more time to do things you love yes to do. uh so. it can't buy you back time that you've already spent but it can certainly give you time into the today right. and the future right yeah right that's cool i like it one of the things that we, and, and, and I can't tell you uh, how amazing this has been, this experience. I really Thank appreciate you. your time. I appreciate your energy. I've learned some great things today. Uh, I know that our listeners will also have, there's a lot of takeaways. You don't sit down with somebody that sells, you know, $500 million worth of real estate a year very often. I appreciate that time. Thank you. And one of the things we talked about, all, you know, everyone, everyone gives a gift to the, to the listeners. And one of the things we talked about today was your gal, right, right uh, approach to things. And so I think it's very fitting and appropriate and really appreciate you uh, giving us uh, a, a video that really explains that. Right. In, 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 uh, in in action yeah and see what they can do try to try it yes. try to gal people see yeah. if you get a upgrade yeah. a free room and uh, then send, yeah and then send us the send us the uh <laughs> yeah. let us know how that works for sure my kids do it and they got like ice cream and oh they they yeah. think it's they just get a kick out of it <laughs> yeah i love it okay well thank you very much thank you. really appreciate it and thank uh you. and i know we got great stuff so yeah. thank you okay thanks Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on the million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.